Welcome to another mini-review for Disney Plus's Loki. Brought to you by the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we read between the lines of our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. These mini-reviews are a little different, though. We're not necessarily talking about uh, social, issue, uh, social issues or political themes. As a matter of fact, we're not even talking to each other at all. The co-hosts for this episode are going to be in two separate places, recording their reviews at two separate times, just talking about what they like about the show, maybe what they don't appreciate, and possibly sharing some theories as they move forward. Because at their core, uh, the the hosts of the Politipop podcast are just pop culture geeks, like the rest of y'all out there. And I'll introduce one of them right now. My name is Mike Booch. I am co-host of the Politipop podcast, and I'm here to present to you my review for uh, Loki, Episode 2, The Variant. And then shortly after, you're going to hear what my co-host Ty has to say, and... If you like it, well, maybe you'll tune into our episodes that we release every Friday, which are uh, reviews of, of different forms of pop culture, but they're a little more dense, a little heavier, and uh, very heavily themed and, and opinionated, and more heavily researched as well. Uh, but uh, if you're just about the mini-reviews, that is absolutely fine. I'm going to get into it with, uh, with episode two and just giving you my thoughts on, uh, on this episode. So, uh, oh, I, I saw some a lot of stuff online that people were like, oh, like the, the TVA, uh, you know, gets involved when time variants happen. And, and uh, you know, meanwhile, they turned a blind eye to the Avengers during Endgame using time travel and to Steve using time travel and all this other stuff. But, like, I'm not sure if people understand or not that the sacred timeline doesn't mean that nobody is supposed to experiment with time travel. The way that I, I, I see it, at least, is that the sacred timeline means that there are events that are supposed to happen. And that when when variants of the sacred timeline happen, when nexus events, I guess they're called, rather, uh, happen, the people within those, I think, are known as variants, if, if, uh, if I'm getting the time jargon correctly. Uh, but yeah, so th that's when the TVA has to get involved. But I, the way I take it is that everything that happened in Endgame was supposed to happen. So even though they did mess with time, uh, everything they did was supposed to be done. So even if there's like apocalyptic events, as we see in you know in this uh, you know in this show, that there are things that are just supposed to happen. Uh, I I, <laughs> I start off with holding out for a hero. Uh, which I thought was uh, which I thought was awesome. I think there was neck snapping and stabbing and stuff, some throat slitting. I'm surprised that this is uh, such a violent show. You know, they're really really leaning into it. I guess they, you know, whoever's watching the show is is watching the show at this point. They don't care what age you are as long as there's a Disney Plus subscription and they just leave it up to the parents. You know, but it's got to be rough at this point. Like, how do you not? You know, how do you not let your kid watch the superhero stuff that you're into? You know, if you're into it with them, like. It's got to be difficult to be like, oh, sorry, you can't watch Loki. Like, you know, even, I don't know, WandaVision wasn't, wasn't like, super violent. It, you know, it, it did get heavy, though. But, uh, you know, I mean, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was definitely, like, a really violent. You know, everyone's, like, shooting everybody, attacking each other with knives all the time. I don't know. I'm just surprised that they're, that they're going this, this route. I mean, it's kind of inherent in every superhero's story that in order to do what they do, like fight supervillains, that some violent acts have to be committed. But, uh, but yeah, 
I don't know. It's just uh, it's just weird to see like a lot, of, and obviously the villains are doing a lot of the most violent stuff, and you know, in this episode. But it's just weird to, I guess, see it, you know, on on a on a platform like quote unquote Disney Plus, uh, you know. And they really had like a whole air about this this show that you know, like especially when they're in Rock's cart at the end, that there's um, you know, like this horror movie aspect to it, and they really hit it. Like I I really liked uh, liked this episode as a whole, and. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm all in on the series. Like it's it's different. It's interesting to me. Uh, like I said last time, it's gonna be time travel, true detective, and I am all about it. I love time travel stuff. You know, I like the the cop procedural. Uh, you know, genre at least. It's you know, it's it's usually pretty cool to see on TV, uh, regardless of what police actually get up to in real life. Um, but yeah, I love the buddy cop vibe. There's uh, there's lots of like time travel jargon. I'm not really paying too much attention to it, uh, you know. Whereas I do like that stuff. I'm just kind of gonna, I- I'm kind of gonna go where the show takes me. We'll see, we'll see where that is. Um, I like this this mental back and forth that's going on between Loki and the TVA, specifically he and Mobius. How like there's always this, you know, who's trying to outsmart who, who's reading through the other. Uh, I uh, I love. Uh, Gugu Mbatha Raw, she was in Fast Color, which we reviewed on the show, so it's gonna be cool to see her as a, as a, as Ravana Revslayer, and you know we've already seen her, and I love her chemistry and rapport with with Owen Wilson's Mobius. Like, you know, it, it's it's great that you can have a show called Loki and have a scene without Loki and still like really be interested like I don't I don't necessarily have a commitment to any of these characters you know least of all Loki I'm not like a huge Loki fanboy you know I appreciate him he's fine and all but I could take him or leave him at this point I, I I've always kind of been that way with him even even when he was a villain in the first Avengers but uh I I like this uh you know going into a show and I, I I'm not obsessed with Loki so I can just be there for other characters too and really really appreciate all the scenes so they're a little back and forth it's cute uh you know i'm uh i'm i'm interested to see where that goes i'm interested to see if the timekeepers of the tva are even like i mean the tva is clearly real but are the timekeepers real is the tva based on a lie you know are there really uh is there really a sacred timeline or or are there other timelines that maybe even the tva isn't aware of and they only have like a limited understanding of what uh of of what the scope of of time and space really is like maybe they are only you know created and instructed to operate in a certain space we don't know that so like you know i'm starting to kind of question the legitimacy not only of the tva but of everything they say what if what if when loki saw his entire life he actually didn't see his entire life what if they intentionally manipulated him by only showing up to his supposed death you know like like i said last time i think that that maybe that Loki doesn't die or finds a way out. More likely, though, that this variant is is it's going to be that this variant Loki doesn't get reset and he just ends up being the Loki in uh, in the six one six universe. After you know the, the MCU, I should say, uh, he ends up being the MCU Loki post Endgame. So he and Thor can still interact, but it's like oh, like we're brothers, but I'm not the same Loki you knew. Not exactly. So. 
you know, that's cool. I'm for it. It's, you know, we see the stuff in all these different, like, little niche shows and books and, and comic books and everything. So, uh, you know, it's, it's really mainstream right now. So it's going to be interesting to see if, uh, you know, if a lot of, like, casual fans, uh, you know, who are still fans, to see if they can if they can keep up with this stuff. Like, oh, they just came in because they liked Captain America. And all of a sudden, like, there's time travel and alternate timelines and time variants. And, you know, they're going to Pompeii. <laughs> Um, I'm wondering myself if Mobius might be a Loki variant because he is so savvy. It would be interesting if he was like a variant of Loki who's there to actually like, um, you know, help make this Loki the better, you know, the best Loki he can be or something like that. You know, because he said at the beginning that Loki exists to help make other people, uh, you know, find the best versions of themselves or become the best versions of themselves. So who knows? For those of you who aren't uh, aware of, of what Roxxon is, they are a, a corporation in the Marvel comics that, uh, you know, they kind of take over, like, everything. They're kind of like Disney, maybe, uh, but they're most known for, like, oil and stuff. Like, you know, they're called Roxxon. And uh, in, in this, we see that it's Roxcart that they've, uh, that you know, they I guess they've opened a chain of, of superstars. So, you know, think Walmart, right? <laughs> uh, they have everything there. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, th this, this whole showdown, well, I thought like it was, it was cool. It kind of was a little convenient and I hate the convenient writing that like Loki, you know, his theory was correct that he, you know, he predicted that, uh, you know, that you could hang out in an apocalypse and not actually affect the sacred timeline. And therefore you wouldn't leave any variant energy because nothing changed. It doesn't matter. Or, um, you know, the fact that he was like, oh, uh, you know, my variant has to be at Roxcart, uh, you know, during this uh, during this hurricane that's going to happen. So I, I don't I don't like the, the writing where it's like the person's right on the first go all the time. But I think they're also a little more savvy than that. So it's more likely that the superior Loki is what I'll call uh, what I'll call them. Uh, the superior Loki is the one who's leading variant loki of, of you know the the title character on this on this quest maybe so so that's that's also a possibility uh so maybe like all this stuff is happening so conveniently because it was all planned that way by superior loki we also got to see prestidigitation from the dungeons and dragons universe <laughs> they came in uh you know wet from the storm and loki just dried himself off with magic but that that brings my question in when is he allowed to use magic and when is he not like what's magic what's an inherent ability of his uh you know he certainly seems good enough at explaining them but i don't know I, you know like because why not use any magic later on in the when you're when you're fighting these people hand to hand you know, this Loki, you know, it's it's Loki from 2012. He's not going to be, I don't think he's really going to care that much about taking human lives. So, like, when they're taken over by who we believe is Loki, but let's just say when they're enchanted, because it also could be the Enchantress, that is, that is a theory I'm going with right now. They're not actually chasing down variant Loki. They are chasing Enchantress, who is framing Loki for these crimes, these time crimes, if you will. Uh, so, so that's what I, that's what I think about that. I just don't know when, when he is and isn't allowed to use magic. And if he is fighting these humans who are possessed, that he probably would have no qualms about killing them. He wouldn't get knocked around as badly as he was. 
Uh, also, I, I knew her face from last time. Uh, but B-15, she's played by by the, the actor from Love Country who played Ruby Bat- Baptiste, uh, who I loved. I have a huge crush on her. So it's great to great to see her back. And, and you could see how well she she acts when when, you know, quote unquote, Loki takes her over or when she's enchanted. I was like, man, I was like, that is that is so cool. Look at that. Um, and, and like I like the idea how, you know. Between that and Randy, too, between her and Randy, you know, they really had to sell us that, like, yeah, I'm Loki. And, uh, and you know, she just had, like, the she got the smarminess about her. Oh, I love it. Uh, yeah, her name is uh, Wunmi Mosaku. So she is she is awesome. Wunmi Mosaku, great to see her working. Uh, great to see her, you know, to, you know, continue that momentum off of off of Lovecraft Country. Uh, I thought that the, so I thought the show was going to that like not this episode. I thought that the entire series was going to end in the multiverse of madness. Uh, you know, like that maybe they're leading up to that because you know the I I figure they they were going to destroy the TVA and then you know Nexus events were going to start and then nope it just ends up happening at the at the end of this episode that the variant ends up uh, taking a bunch of those reset grenades or whatever and uh, and drops them at various points throughout time and sets a bunch of Nexus events off. So so that's it's going to be nuts to see that. But it seems like they're really going to go all in. So, like, you know, when we see the Loki from the trailers with all the different clothing and, and, uh, and like, the you know, the horns on and stuff and hanging out with all these different acolytes, like, I think now we're going to get to see that and they're really going to go, like, you know, full tilt, and it's it's going to be a pretty wild show. So I'm interested in that. I, I'm 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 looking forward to it. It seems like it's going to be a really fun time, and you know the you know you have Owen Wilson really treating this earnestly. Like everyone from the TVA is treating this so so seriously, and and I love that. Like you know, the, it, it's just it's it's a cop procedural with. Uh, with, uh, with, with time travel vibes and I'm here for it. You got Tara Strong thrown in there as Ms. Minutes. Uh, you have lots of really fun, fun stuff. And, uh, and you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm all about it. It's great. Not, not really expecting anything either. Um, so, uh, oh, also I, 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 last thing I want to do is I just want to give props to the Walmart fight scene, even though like Loki wasn't using magic to, to, you know, beat up. Uh, this uh, supernatural cast uh, reject, <laughs> um, you know, he uh, they they're fighting with vacuums and Roombas and stuff, and uh, I I I don't know. I thought that that was fun. You know, I think it's cool. Like you're in a you know you're in a superstore like this. Uh, you know, what what can you use to your advantage? What can you use to fight with? If you had the opportunity to just let loose in one of their aisles, and uh, that's fun to me. You know, uh, you know, you see like a lot of a lot of that stuff and like Jackie Chan flicks and everything. And I think that has a lot more personality than spending you know millions of dollars on like a big budget green screen fight, like uh, the 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 show that came just before Loki. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so with that being said, we're going to move on to Ty's part of this review. So listen to what he has to say, and then we will be signing off. Hey, this is Ty from the Politopop Podcast reviewing Loki Episode 2, The Variant. So this episode was played to a lot of laughs again. Uh, they, there was some serious moments. Some, they did move the storyline a little bit, but I definitely think comedy is where they're leaning into more heavily. And I think it's stronger when they do. Um, I'm not sure that I always was as excited by the big 
story moments. Uh, and I'll be honest, it didn't always keep my attention, but overall it was enjoyable. I, I had a fun time. So uh, Loki, this variant Loki that we've been following in the first episode and now the second, has decided to start working with the TVA to hunt down this other variant Loki that's been killing uh, members of the TVA. So uh, basically, in order to keep himself from being erased, he's made this, this decision to work with uh, Owen Wilson's character Mobius and they're going to hunt down this other variant. Uh, and most members of the TVA do not like Loki, do not respect him, do not trust him. And really only Mobius is the one he's pushing to work with him. Uh, and Loki, we see time and time again, try to get one over on them. But Mobius actually kind of sees through some of this. Um, and he tells Loki that if he really does help him catch this other variant, that he will try and get him an audience with the timekeepers. Now, I have some suspicions about the timekeepers. We haven't seen them physically yet. We've heard about them. Uh, I don't think they're gonna be exactly what we expect. Uh, I think it's very odd that they're not around, that we just hear, oh yeah, they're working on it, they're following, they're looking. Uh, it, it seems very strange. I think there's going to be some sort of bombshell here that maybe they're either not around or not involved or not who we thought they were. Uh, so Loki figures out that the other variant is using apocalyptic timelines to hide. So basically when an apocalypse occurs, everyone is killed. And if you alter anything in that timeline, it doesn't register because the timeline will be destroyed or at least the people in that timeline will be destroyed. So Loki proves this by going to Pompeii, starts fucking with the people there, uh, and nothing. They, they can't measure any change in the timeline because, again, this is all going to be destroyed and erased anyway. So the variant Loki that has been killing TVA members um, is, is hiding in different apocalypses. So, you know, Loki uh, convinces Mobius and TVA to, you know, help, to help him follow his plan, and they'll find this Loki, and they go to 2050, and uh, where an apocalypse is ready to occur. And uh, Loki is correct that the other variant is here, but this variant is using an ability to control different people, so we don't quite see who this person is yet. We just still suspect that it's Loki. Um, and uh, Mobius and Loki actually don't wind up going together, but Hunter B-15 goes with Loki. And Hunter B-15 gets taken over by the other variant and is immobilized. So. And now we just have Loki and this other variant possible Loki, right? So they have this uh, this little back and forth conversation. Our Loki says that they want to meet the timekeepers, kill them or destroy them and take over uh, their powers as Lords of Time. And the variant that he's hunting is not interested. They have their own plans and they eventually reveal themselves to be a female Loki. So not, not exactly the same Loki, but a, a female version. Uh, whether this is actually a, you know, a female Loki or Loki using his powers to disguise himself, we don't know yet. We don't know her plans. We don't know really much of anything with that. Um, and after a, a fight scene and activating some sort of, I guess, bomb or, or something that's going to occur in this area, um, I think they actually send like kind of a, a virus almost to to the time uh, to the TVA's headquarters and and start disrupting timelines. So. This Loki, this, this female Loki, jumps through a portal, disappears. Uh, Mobius shows up and asks our Loki not to go, but of course he follows anyway. So now he's gotten away from the TVA. He's following the female Loki, and we don't, we're not sure where it's going to go next. So, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, I wish we got a little bit more 
answers because it felt a little uh, little sparse compared to the comedy. But uh, again, Tom Hiddleston is just always great as Loki, so I enjoy spending time with him. And I'm looking forward to seeing where where things go next. I think it really shake up the MCU. Um, I mean, the power of, of of the timelines and the timekeepers seems pretty dramatic and could really, really change things going forward. So uh, again, we'll be back next week with episode three for the Put a Pop podcast. I've been Ty. We'll see you then. Thanks so much for for that, Ty. I uh, I definitely can see what you're talking about there when you said what you said, and you know what it was, uh, because I totally listened to what you said in your mini review before I recorded recorded <laughs> this segment of the podcast. Um, but hopefully you've enjoyed our our Loki mini review. Please tune in every Monday for a uh, a mini review of uh, Disney Plus's Loki. And uh, if you are in for, for more in-depth in stuff or, or political discourse, you can tune in every Friday. Uh, this Friday, we will be doing our monthly housekeeping, which is when we just talk about current events, news. And uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, you can kind of get a good sense of what we're about if you listen to our housekeeping episode. Uh, if you want to check out our social media, you can find us on Twitter at PolitiPopPod, Instagram at PolitiPopPodcast. You can email us at PolitiPopCast at gmail.com. And you can always find our show notes and sources at PolitiPopPodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. really helps it, helps us out. And uh, takes uh, takes only a few minutes of your time. But uh, for those of you who uh, who took the time to listen today thank you so much and uh hang in there folks and uh always thank you to antonia hava for logo design have a great week